It was foretold that you would be here. Our long-awaited meeting has come at last. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. We need not be adversaries. The Emperor will show you mercy. You tell me where the remaining Jedi can be found. There are no Jedi. You and your Inquisitors have seen to that. Perhaps this child will confess what you will not. I was beginning to believe I knew who you were behind that mask. But it's impossible. My master could never be as vile as you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. You've never heard of the Millennium Falcon? Should I have? It's a ship that made the Kessel Run less than 12 farsons. Hey everyone, and welcome to Kessel Run Weekly. My name's Kristen. And I'm Danny. And this week, we've got some exciting stuff to talk about. Yes! And it kind of came out of nowhere for us, to be honest. Um, it really wasn't planned. No, about this topic this week. it was not planned. It just uh, we got a craving, I guess, yeah. for some uh, throwback Star Wars shows. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, we decided that uh, we were going to talk Star Wars Rebels this week. Yeah, because we've been talking about it pretty much. I think we've mentioned it once a show <laughs> for like the longest time. Man, we really want to watch Rebels. I think I want to watch Rebels going back and forth. And so, guys, we watch Rebels. And this week we're talking Twilight of the Apprentice. So very, very excited. Yes. Um, but first, we've got some news. Come closer, I have good news. Uh, for, you know, the thing that we're most all collectively excited about. Star Wars Celebration Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Celebration! <laughs> um, so we got Sorry. Some... <laughs> to those ears. It's acceptable. Okay. It's acceptable. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so we got some uh, announcements as far as... Uh, some actors, voice actors, puppeteers, all the like, showing up uh, that we're actually going to get to meet in person, Kristen. The first one I'm super excited about. Like, well, actually, well, the first and second one. I'm going to lose my... Are we going to actually meet, or are we just going to be able to see them? No, meet. These are meet and greet. Oh. You get them to sign. You get to take a picture. You get to say hello. We can't meet all of them. You get to be in their vicinity. You get to sniff them. But we, can't, we can't meet them all. They're expensive. <laughs> probably, probably not. It probably will be very expensive. But I will try. Oh, believe. I will try. <laughs> uh, but our first one on the list is uh, Eunice Suatamo, um, which I know you Star Wars fans recognize as none other than the mighty Chewbacca himself. So very, very excited there. <laughs> I tried. Um, so, and then that's, I think that's the one that I'm first, second most excited about. Not 100% sure, but... I'm extremely excited about. Um, I'm excited about the second one. The um, second one, yeah. Uh, Mr. Sam Witwer, Darth Maul himself. <laughs> oh, Sam Witwer! <laughs> You're ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I'm very excited to meet Sam Witwer because, I mean, in all honesty, yes, Ray Park brought the character to life on the big screen, but Sam added even more to it, which is really cool. And so, mm-hmm. I- I'm just really excited to. To meet him, you know, and um, get to say, hey, and you're awesome and all that good stuff. I'm getting giddy thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I am too. Just thinking about sniffing him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ugh. 
You're never so gonna wash these nostrils again. <laughs> you wash your nostrils. No- okay. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Here, we're good. We're good. I'm just joking. <laughs> it was funny. Um, next on the licks. On the licks. See <laughs> what you've done to me. <laughs> next on the list, uh, we have Mr. Greg Grunberg. Who uh, is Snap Wexley from Force Awakens? You also might remember as Matt Parkman from Heroes. Yes. Way back in the day. <laughs> I was like, why does his name sound familiar? Yeah. But I don't know who Snap Wexley is. Yeah, Matt Parkman himself. Um, yeah, Snap Wexley, he is part of uh, Poe's Elite Black Squadron. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be meeting at Celebration, which is really cool. I can't remember if he was there last year. Um, but hey, who cares? He's here this this year. Right. <laughs> um, the next up we have Greg Proops, which is not a well known one. Um I, do you know who I'm referring to? Nope. Okay. So in Phantom Menace, you remember the announcer, um excuse me, from the uh, pod races. Yes. Fode? Fode and Bead? Oh my god. He's Fode. That's hysterical. That's <laughs> He's amazing. One of the Okay. <laughs> um, he's also on uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh, way back in the day. He's the one with the glasses. Not Drew Carey, but the other one with the glasses. Oh. Yeah. He was only on there, I think, a couple times. Or oh. he'd be in there randomly. He wasn't like a mainstay or whatever. Um, but yeah, so he's going to be there, which will be really cool. I think that might be his first celebration. I'm not 100% sure with that. Um, the second one, or the next one we have, is Dave Chapman. So, Ooh. this was a name that I didn't recognize before. All that he was credited with was just BB-8. Upon further digging, apparently he was also one of the puppeteers with BB-8. Alongside Ryan oh. Hearing. Oh. Uh, which we have met. Right. <laughs> uh, he actually signed uh, the BB-8 my dad made, um, which is really cool. So, there's another one for dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he did. Uh, he, he helped bring BB-8 to life. He was a puppeteer for uh, BB-8. Uh, Rio Durant. And Lady Proxima. Ooh. That massive rig. Yeah. <laughs> so, kind of cool, actually. So, I'm really excited about that and everything. Um, I think that's going to be one definitely for Dad to meet. Mm-hmm. The next one on the list is Ian McElhinney. McElhinney? Ian McElhinney. I don't know. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, he is General Dodonna in Rogue One. So, do you know who that is? This sounds know. familiar, but I can't put a face with it. White, uh, white hair, big beard with white. Yes. He always stands next to my moth. Yes. Yes. General mm, Dodonna. I feel um, it. <laughs> yeah, so he was General Dodonna in Rogue One. So that's cool because uh, that's my favorite Star Wars movie ever. So I know. Really? I've made a statement. Ever? I've made a statement. Ever. Ever. That's what you're going with. <laughs> that's what I'm going with. We can have this discussion at a moment time. <laughs> you seem offended, but okay. No. I'm just making sure that's where you're standing with this. That's where I'm standing with this. Um, <laughs> um, continuing with the Rogue One love, we have Paul Casey, who actually was the man in the suit, Admiral Rattus. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Stephen Stanton was the voice, and Paul Casey was the actual Rattus. The physical Rattus. They always do this. Yeah. There's so many... <laughs> Like stand-in actors versus voice actors when oh, it comes to like Star Wars. Oh yeah. Like we can't have the same person in the body <laughs> doing the voice. It just doesn't work sometimes. What were I mean? Darth same Vader. Yeah, Darth Vader. You're right. <laughs> With James Earl Jones. Exactly. Yep, there's another. There's, yeah, there's another one. 
There's another one. I know there is. I discovered one not too long ago, I felt like. Oh, I'm sure there is. There was it. Oh, well. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. We're, we're <laughs> next episode. Yes, I'm just kidding. Next episode, all of the Vaders ever. No. Um, <laughs> and the last one I have on my list is Orly Shoshan, who played Shock T in Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. So we got a little uh, prequel love there. Well, a couple prequel loves there. So I'm freaking excited because we're finally getting information about Celebration and the people who are going to be there. Also, side note, pretty much all of the cast of Resistance will be there. I don't know that we've talked about that on the show. So that's exciting, too. I'm excited to meet Christopher Sean and uh, all them. So that's going to be really awesome. It is going to be pretty awesome. (laughs) Pretty excited. Definitely, definitely. Uh, So, Kristen, uh, moving on to our next segment, uh, you have our listener question of the week. Yes, I sure do. Um, Our listener comment came from... No, no, it didn't. It did come from Instagram. Oh! (laughs) Did that throw you off? It yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I was pretty sure it was like from Instagram, and then I realized no, that does not say that. Um, <laughs> but it did come from Instagram. Yes, our friend um, uh, Grace Group actually. Yes. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that because you didn't have that. Um, <laughs> and I know all the things always. And uh, she wants to know what Star Wars book we are most excited about for in 2019. I'm very excited for Thrawn Treason. Yeah, I know that. Master and Apprentice. Yeah, I figured that too. I'm so freaking excited. I, I feel awful though because I haven't read Thrawn Alliances yet. <gasps> I know. Um, I love the first Thrawn book. I just haven't picked up the second one, but I'm still excited for the third one. Shame on you. I mean, how can you not be excited with cover art where it's Thrawn and then Palpatine looming over his shoulder and the word treason on there? You just hear the Senate say, it's treason then. It's treason then. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that story because I don't know if that concludes Thrawn's trilogy. I mean, that would be a trilogy, but I don't know if it concludes the whole story or what. Um, but other than that, Master and Apprentice, the uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan story, that's going to be freaking exciting. Yeah. Honestly, I-, I could say that's probably my top two that I am think I'm excited for. But I think the one that um, I'm most excited for would be... Uh, Queen's Shadow. Oh, yes. The Pat Bay one? Yes. Yes. It looks awesome. The cover of it just looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. No, I completely agree with you. Um, they've already sent out uh, advanced copies. We didn't get one. But <laughs> they've sent out a How do you of- get those? I'm trying. I'm working on You have it. to be somebody? Is that what you're telling me, Danny? We have to be somebody's? We'll be somebody one day. <laughs> Um, yeah, they out advanced copies, and a lot of people who have read it have given it glowing reviews and everything. Um, obviously, the actual reviews cannot be released till the book is released. Uh, it's <laughs> all on embargo, but yes, a lot of good positive stuff coming out for it. Um, very exciting. So, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We'll be somebody one day. <laughs> but I want to be a somebody now. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I think that's what we're most excited about as far as the... The books and stuff. And then we've got some comics that are coming out, too, here soon. Um, Age of Rebellion, Age of Resistance, uh, those series. And then they announced a Galaxy's Edge comic, which is freaking awesome. What? <laughs> like, how is that supposed to work? So th- so they released some, like, concept art of uh, this uh, Ithorian, the Hammerhead. Okay. Uh, alien. Yeah. Uh, it's Doc Ondar, I think is his name. 
But he he buys, sells, and trades like different antiquities on Black Spire Outpost, and I think it's supposed to be like he's telling stories and stuff like that. Um, a little birdie told me that you may actually get to meet this character in the park, which would be so freaking cool. Oh, a little, <laughs> a little birdie, a little birdie, our, our friend Cheyenne. Uh, <laughs> She's our little birdie right now. I didn't know. For a minute, I was about to ask you. It was um. Look, I had to sound like we were connected or something. We've got to be somebody. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Uncle Kenny, though. Oh no, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I'm really excited about that, and I think there's a TIE Fighter Squadron uh, book that's coming out, too. So a lot, whole lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, if one thing isn't in your fancy, then something else definitely will be. Um, a little off topic. Wasn't there another Age of something? Because I thought there was an Age of Rebellion, Resistance, and... Republic. Republic. Yeah. Ha, 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 actually ha. happening right now. They're about to oh, move into Rebellion. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I remember we talked about this. I remember it was cool because it was the age of this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember, I remember discussing it. She remembered. I remembered. <laughs> she pays attention. Sometimes. <laughs> but I think that covers all of our news and our comment um Absolutely. but just wrap that up guys if you have any comments for us um from instagram or facebook or even on our website just always or send twitter. those over or twitter sorry <laughs> i forget um just send those over we we love questions um we love answering them we love debating and whatnots oh, so but that kind of wraps it Give up us something to fight about i'm just kidding right <laughs> like we already don't have stuff to fight about I'm make just kidding. the next one a doozy <laughs> That's just the tough questions. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you, Grace, for sending in that question. We really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And so I guess, Deanie, if that's all of our news and questions, I think we're ready to move on to our main topic. Our main topic! And now, our feature presentation. So this was really fun, honestly, guys. We were just kind of sitting, you know, kind of thinking. We've we've had a few things under our belt Mm -hmm. um, here the last couple months you know we took a little bit off right at the beginning of the year right at the end of last year to kind of get ourselves together because as you know we say like every episode retail is a monster <laughs> um <laughs> so we've been trying to get ourselves fit back together slowly um but surely so we've been kind of coming up with small things here and there but we were just kind of um honestly this was kind of one of those i'm just gonna be honest y'all this is kind of on the fly mm-hmm. um because we were just sitting talking about things we wanted to um watch things we want to go back and review and just kind of see and talk about and guys we just turned on rebels and started watching twilight of the apprentice yes. and it was so good it was so good it was so good <laughs> we've seen it so many times like Dan- it was so good. <laughs> danny's probably more than i but it was so good it was really good <laughs> it's probably honestly one of my top episodes Absolutely. for rebels um other than like the series finale and all mm-hmm. oh definitely yeah um I, I i it's it's my favorite and that's the that's the funny thing is we went to go try to find a way to watch it and everything and i was like hey i bought these on google play like forever ago right <laughs> and so it was just kind of like i already have these i've watched these a million times apparently here it is why we don't own the season i'll never know exactly, exactly. or the series we make that happen we will help us on this season <laughs> um, so yeah so i mean i just I, I love these two episodes i mean more than this but specifically twilight of the apprentice just because there's so much story to be had here yes um and then on top of that too like i mean how many times did i tear up 
So many. <laughs> so many. I got chills. I teared up. I laughed. I cried. Like, all the things. And it's just like, I love Star Wars that does that to me, you know? Like, yeah. One of the reasons why I love Rogue One so much is that I still feel it, you know? Right. It's, I don't feel callous. I'm not like, oh, they all die in the end. And then it's just kind of like. Wait, what? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it doesn't make me love it less you know right um which is which is cool to me like i still feel for these characters i i I still hate when k2 dies and and all this other stuff like everything that happens and then the moment where vader comes in at the very end and then you've got leia saying hope and stuff like that like all of that like thinking about it right now i'm getting chills and so good it's hard for me to do i'm not one to just oh yeah that gave me chills oh that was really cool oh whatever no Whatever. Everything gives you chills. Now, Celebration. Now, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> I got some memories from Celebration. But with Twilight of the Apprentice, though, like, I, I just love how deep the story goes. Yeah. Where it's, it's more than just Star Wars Rebels. It's Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. It's all of it. And it wraps all of it into one huge or two episodes. So yeah. I think it had to be two. No, exactly <laughs> um and just kind of jumping off what you said too um i think it's you know one of my favorite episodes not only like you said just the the feels of it because it just it gives you so many emotions and good ones too i mean Absolutely. yeah sometimes you want to cry but not necessarily for the bad reasons like nothing i feel like really bad happens in it mm-hmm. um but i think the thing i enjoy most is we've gone back and anything that we've watched we've made sure we watched it in uh in with subtitles and I feel like we always catch things. Yes, we do. We catch things um, <laughs> that we did not catch uh, the before. I, I feel like I never noticed that Maul called Ahsoka a part-timer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's been brought up to me before, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh. <laughs> um, which, sorry to... I think that was Michelle. I'm sorry, Michelle. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I think she brought it up, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, wow, that's that's a, that's that's a deep cut." And then I was like, "I don't remember that at all. Like, when did mm, that happen?" I'm sorry, but we I just saw it and I heard it, and it was there because of subtitles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Subtitles have really uh, yeah. brought us back into the light mm-hmm. with Star Wars. Oh, definitely. Well, and it's it's added a lot more depth to to me because like mm-hmm. you get to watch these things and what's always kind of captivated me about Star Wars is just the crazy visuals. It just pushes the limits on everything. Like George Lucas was and is a pioneer in in everything he did with Star Wars and everything. And yes, technology is pretty much caught up to itself and there's not a whole lot of that technological advances and stuff like that in Star Wars. There's still a little bit, but it's not pushing the needle as hard as it used to. Yeah. But at the same time, though, they're pushing it in in terms of story uh, because Dave Filoni does an incredible job. Incredible. With, with these episodes, um, with its companion episode, World Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which you don't realize how good those are together. Like, y'all, that's the next thing we did is we watched that. We watched it right after. And, and it, it was, was so good. Phenomenal. It was. Like, if you haven't done that before, do it. Absolutely. Do it. Do it. I was about to do it first. I beat you to it. I had to perfect it first. I had to get my, like, my, my chin and my throat Channeling in motion. Your inner sentence. Do it. Do you see my hand? My hand's all stiff, too. Like, do it. She's got the palpable hand going. Nah. I love it. Gosh. <laughs> Every time you can't tell me to say do it without doing that part. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, 
But yeah, so so without going literally scene by scene with the episode, I really wanted to kind of take... Because, I mean, I, most of you guys have probably seen this episode. If you haven't, what are you doing? Watch these episodes immediately and then come back and talk to us. Because <laughs> um, we'll still be here. <laughs> right. <laughs> we will always be here waiting. Um, but yeah, so I just want to kind of take the highlights out of it and everything, the, the cool things that we got. But even though uh, we've seen these a hundred times, like I, I actually got kind of a new theory out of it. Oh? And I know, Todd, if you're listening, my theories can get a little out there, and you always tell me to rein it in, <laughs> but I'm going for it with this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Um, and that's, and again, like we've said before, it, it, it's cool that our theories don't have to mean anything. I just like the theorizing of things. Like that, I think that's the coolest part about it, is that there's so much left to interpretation of what happened. What could this be? What could this mean? And things like that. Um, and I, I think that's like 98% of the fun. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, but it, I feel like every time I watch Star Wars of any kind, I get something new out of it. And this is no different with Twilight of the Apprentice. So starting from the top, Kristen. So what are, what? what's the first things that you took out of it? Oh my. Um... So, I mean, we didn't really go back and watch any episodes before, so I can't really tell you what the leading up to part was, other than them going to uh, Malachor, um, which we know, um, I think, was Legends and got pulled yes. into canon. It did? It was known first as a Sith temple. Oh, it's it's always been a Sith, Sith uh, world. Uh, okay. World. But it came from the, uh, I think it's the Knights of the Old Republic video game, oh. is where it came from, the uh, Malachor. Mm, your knowledge always outranks my knowledge, <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> um, but it's something interesting that you said, though, about it being pulled from Legends. Um, that's actually one thing that Ahsoka says to Ezra. Yes. Because he says something about, I thought that it was a legend, or something like that, or one of them say something about it being a Jedi legend, or something. And then Ahsoka said, there's always a little bit of a truth in the legends. Uh-huh. Which I'm just like, ah, I see you, Lucasfilm. I see you. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a really good episode. Um, I really cleaned on to the first little bit because we kind of get to see Ahsoka um, talking with Rex, which is really sweet. Because mm-hmm. um, we always know that Ahsoka's going to be like snips. Yeah. Um. Even directs, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And then, or, um, or, uh, oh my god, what does he call it? Commander Tana? Yeah. 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 Thank <laughs> you. I almost said Captain. I was like, that's not right. That's not right. Yeah. Um, and they kind of just have some banter back and forth, which is fun. And, uh, you know, Rex has to go for that. Well, experience outranks everything. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And you picked up something in their conversation, too. I did. Yeah. So at the end of their conversation, um, and as in fashion with Rex, he tells Soka, may the force be with you. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't say it back. She just kind of hangs up. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a little odd. Um, but I mean, I guess you can't blame her because she's not really a Jedi anymore. So It's, it's almost like she... She knows of the Force existence, and it's like, uh, we're going to coexist, but we're not going to be friends kind of thing. Yeah. It's almost kind of how it feels like it still stings a little. 
um, is what I got out of that because we talked about the wrong Jedi story art from Clone Wars um, where Ahsoka was expelled and, and she chose to leave and, and all that kind of stuff. And so, I don't know. To me, that seems like it would still be kind of a wound. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like she's obviously healing and doing some, doing something going forward, but at the same time, that's not something like you just forget, you know? <laughs> right, and and that's the thing, too, is I feel like Ahsoka is a little full of guilt um, because of the fact that she, not necessarily that she feels like she left um, and she regrets that, but I feel like there's always the what if. Oh, like, what if I stayed, I could have saved Anakin. Because mm-hmm. at this point, I think she just thinks Anakin's dead. Um, which we know, but, um, so I think there's the whole, like, I could have helped him. I could have helped prevent order 66. I could have saved friends. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she's just filled with a little bit of that pain from that. Not to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I mean, you can't help but think that. I mean, yeah, she got reunited with Rex, Mm -hmm. but, but no one else. Right. And that's, that's the worst part about it. Right. She leaves. Everyone dies, but if she'd have stayed, she'd have been among them. Exactly. You know, and that's the thing, too, is you have to think about that bigger picture as well. Is that, yeah, she would have probably died. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm sure, you know, Anakin was, like, her best friend. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Oh, absolutely. I just said Fran really Southern. Fran. <laughs> her best friend. I feel like I did it again. <laughs> Never mind. You can't ignore your roots. Huh? I can't. <laughs> but I just feel like, you know, that would be something that would probably haunt me just a little bit, too. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and it comes back later in the episode, too, where when, when she does face down Vader, Anakin, when she realizes that, that it is, she tells him, I'm not going to leave you. Not this time. <laughs> and everything. So you can tell there's that hurt there, that she definitely feels guilty. And she's like, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, it's all or nothing. I'm yeah. Not we're, gonna, we're in this together. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. So, moving on kind of to, like, the next little bit, um, I feel like both of us picked up on something really cool when we kind of had to go back and uh, kind of re-listen and re-watch that scene just mm-hmm. to make sure. Uh, it was cool to me, though, is because, you know, you, you kind of get in, once they finally fall into Malachor. Literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> they quite stumble in. <laughs> exactly. Um, first thing you kind of notice is it's, it's burnt mm-hmm. really bad. It's like a crisp. Um, as they kind of walk through, you kind of notice there's corpses, uh, lots of corpses. And one of the things that I find really interesting, I think is actually what Ahsoka says is she, uh, maybe Ezra asked like what happened here or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then she says something along the lines of, uh, oh, that the Jedi attacked the temple. She said it, it, it appears that thousands of years ago. That the Jedi attacked the Sith Temple. Uh-huh. And then Ezra says, did the Jedi win? And she tells him, by the look of it, no one won. Right. Well, I think, honestly, to, for Ezra to ask, did the Jedi win, is a little naive. Mm-hmm. In a way, because I don't know about you, Danny, but for me, when she said the Jedi attacked the Temple, it didn't sound to me like the Jedi really had a reason for like just going and attacking. You know what I mean? Other than just start a war. Yeah. But what so, war and why and... Huh? So enter my crazy theory. <laughs> uh, yes, here it is. This is for you, Todd. Um, <laughs> so, so one thing that's mentioned before they land is that Malachor, Malachor has been off limits to Jedi. 
Yes. Um, it's always off limits. Um, and that, like you said, Ahsoka said that the Jedi attacked the temple. Uh, we see a green cross guard lightsaber too, which is neat. Ooh. Yeah. Which looks a lot like Kyla's lightsaber, which yeah, is not the right color. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he went there though, or did it get destroyed? Because it was crumbling, but it do you think it was destroyed? I mean that it wasn't unrecoverable. Because that was a no. Because so... his 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 lightsaber was funky donkey. <laughs> <laughs> his is slightly broken in a way. I think is what the the idea around it is, but we don't know for sure. We haven't seen. Because so, that so. was a Jedi lightsaber, and he could have bled his... the crystal. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that potentially could have been his lightsaber. That's true. Well, and I think that uh-huh. his lightsaber that he has, the cross guard one that he has now, um, is from his original one. Because if you watch in Last Jedi, when he pulls his one off the table to defend, well, in his mind, defend up against uh, Luke, it's that that's the hilt, just without the cross. Uh... So something happens to his saber where he either jacks it up and it needs vents, or he decides to make it that way or something like that. Gotcha. So he, he did something to it. Probably a little inexperienced, but <laughs> probably we shall see. Maybe. It's just weird that it was the same looking oh, I idea. It was really cool, yeah, because it's kind of like, huh, so that is a design, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Ezra picks up a cross guard and everything, and that's when he gets the whole whole thing about the the Jedi fighting the Sith. So I had this theory. Disclaimer: <laughs> this theory. <coughs> This theory is not canon in any way. I'm not saying that this is absolutely it, but it's to me it's kind of fun to think about. Uh-huh. Because it's something that you mentioned in one of our early episodes talking about how what you would want to see from Star Wars. And it was more of the the Sith point of view. Mm-hmm. We haven't got a lot of them and everything. We know very little about them and, and, and things like that. And so all we know is that they're the bad guys. Yeah, that they're greedy and that they're passionate and they drive by their uh, emotions and da 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 and all this other kind of stuff. So the way that Ahsoka framed the the thing where she said the Jedi attacked the temple, I got the same idea you did. Yeah, where it was like the Jedi attacked. Why? Right. Um. Well, we get to find out that the the temple there is a battle station, so legit reason to attack. <laughs> but however, the Jedi never attack preemptively. So unless that temple was activated at that time, which I'm going to go with it wasn't, because when it was deactivated, it brought the whole place down. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Or maybe that was the, the, the weapon in action was the whole scorched earth kind of thing. Like what we saw. Maybe that's what the weapon does. Maybe. A whole lot of I don't knows. But this is what I kind of started thinking. So... Huh. If the Jedi acted preemptively, that would be outside of the Jedi code. And so in the real world, where none of us really like to live. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's okay sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But in the real world, um, we hear of things like this where it's because you're different than me, you are wrong. You are evil and Mm -hmm. different things like that. Um, I wonder, with it being thousands of years, years ago, I wonder if Malachor was the first mistake of the Jedi. Because it's also mentioned in the Age of Rebellion Darth Maul one shot, where even Palpatine, because Palpatine takes Maul there, and he says, "This I, I came here because this was this showed me the sins of the Jedi. This these were the first sins of the Jedi." Right. So what if Malachor was a mistake? 
what if the Jedi shouldn't have been there to begin with? They acted preemptively outside of their code, and the reason that Malachor is now off-limits is because they don't want anybody to know what actually happened. Right, because if you go, you'll realize the truth, and you'll see that the Jedi acted out of their feelings. Emotions. Yes, the passions, almost like the Sith. Hmm. <laughs> and that's the thing, is it so... The Sith that we've seen are all evil. I mean, it's blatant. They're all they're evil. I mean, yeah, they're bad dudes. But what if at one point that Sith culture was not right? So, so they worship the the dark side of the Force. Not advocating for this, just saying. <laughs> this is just a theory. But they worshipped a different kind of the Force, right? So you were different than me. You were evil because I know what the dark side of the Force. How you access this what it does, all this other kind of stuff. So you must be evil because you believe in this. You do this. So that that makes me, I don't know, it almost kind of feels like a Jedi cover-up. Kinda. So, I don't know. That's my wild theory. <laughs> I'm with your wild theory. I like it. Yeah. Um, and just kind of piggybacking off that too, about in the end, uh, I, I do think, you know, because especially if you were on the light side, which would be the Jedi, of course you're going to learn... Um, a little bit of the teaching of the dark, not necessarily like how it works, but you're going to learn that it's bad. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like how in society we learn that this is bad, that's bad, don't do this, don't do that. And when people, it is, it can be, yeah. And you know, when you see somebody doing something bad, you're like, oh, they're a bad person. Because there, there are clear moral no's. Yes. But then there are some things where it's, you know, it's my preference. It's my preference not to cuss, you know? Right. Or it's my preference not to do this, do that. Things like that where, what if this was that, you know? Mm-hmm. It was my preference to access the dark side. This is what I related to. Right. And everything. And this was the religion of sorts. And because they were different than the light side, what if it was a preemptive strike to be like, Hey yo, no, nah, we don't like you doing this, <laughs> right? Kind of like that, which I'm leaning more towards that maybe it wasn't because the temple was a battle station. <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, that's evidence. <laughs> that's not a good thing. Um, but I don't know. I just think it's interesting to see that the kind of morality of the people that we continue to call the bad guys, yeah, and everything. That maybe at one point thousands of years ago it wasn't that right because I don't I don't know I think it would be cool to see obviously the first Jedi because the first Jedi we see actually a mural of them in the temple in the Last Jedi uh, on the ground and it's the dark and the light balanced mm-hmm. perfectly that was the first Jedi the Prime Jedi I think is what it's called um, it was in the the art of the Last Jedi or something like that the the companion book mm-hmm. um, so the Prime Jedi balance the light and the dark perfectly so at some point somebody said you know what i don't want the light i'll take the dark and then somebody else goes you know what i revoke the dark let's go to the light and then it split so something happened there but i don't feel like that the guy who was like the dark side was like i'm gonna destroy everything (laughs) right (laughs) obviously that's not probably how it started so i don't know that's that's a the culture that I'd kind of be interested to see the background of. Yeah, we need more Sith. Absolutely. Like, point of views. <laughs> Again, the bad guys that we've seen are bad guys. Please don't mistake that. <laughs> but what if the Sith weren't always that way? Right. So, yeah. So, I don't know. Just the what if. Yeah. So, there's my wild and crazy theory. 
of the night. Thank you and good night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think about my theory. Um, it's wild. It's out there. And uh, I realize how much stretching there is for this because it's it, it's a lot. But uh, yeah, let me know what you think on our uh, socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Kessel Run Weekly. Yes. Um, so cool. So moving forward from our giant Malachor debate. Yes. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting when uh, both when Ahsoka and Maul, or Old Master... Um, oh, old master! <laughs> when uh, when they're talking, when they talk to Ezra, um, both of them say that to defeat your enemy, you have to understand them. Yes. Um, and all ads even practice their beliefs. Yes. And that's where Ezra goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> it's like that's not what I signed up for. That right. Would not be happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in all honesty, like. Because we see Ezra after this episode and everything, he kind of struggles with the dark side a little bit. He does. He gives in to the, the anger and the passion and all this other kind well, of stuff. Well, because he's accessed it at this point. He It's easier and easier to access it every time. Yeah. Because um, he knows how to now. It's well, like, yeah. Well, you've been given the key and you just kept the door unlocked. I mean, <laughs> you, you can't sit there and say it's not easier to act out of emotions, though. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You just you give in, and, and that's what he does, and he's got a lot to be angry for. Yeah, he does. Um, so I, I almost kind of feel, though, like the words of Ahsoka kind of helped him reason it to be okay. Right. Because she says to understand your enemy, you must learn about them, and then he meets Maul, and he says, and even practice their beliefs. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, I can do that. Sith Holocron, that's readily accessible to me. <laughs> um, so I almost kind of feel like that kind of put him down that path. But what's mm-hmm. interesting, though, is that Ezra, and I'm sure I'm speaking out of turn, but from what I can recall, Ezra and Ray are the only ones that have gone to the dark side and come back and been okay. You know what I mean? Well, no, Luke did too. About to say, I think Luke did. Luke did too in Return of the Jedi, where he gave into his anger, uh-huh. about killed his father, and then looked down and goes, "I'm not going to do this anymore." <laughs> not in those words, but um, but it it shows though that a Jedi can go there and still make a decision. Yeah. So I don't think that that made Ezra any less of a Jedi or anything like that, but it made just like Ray and Luke, it made them something new. Yeah, I mean. And- Kind of, uh, which I know this it didn't end up good at the end for this person, but Anakin made decisions and he accessed the dark side multiple times and came back to the light for the most part up until the end. Yeah, definitely. Well, and that's the thing is that it shows that because the Jedi teaching are once you're dark, that's it. Right. You're done. Like there's no so going back really. Back. You're, you're not flip flopping or anything like that. But there have been Jedi in history that have done that. Right. Um, I think Quinlan Voss is actually one of those, where he went to the dark side for a little bit and then decided that, you know what, I'm good. <laughs> but he kind of does his own thing. I like and it so of you. you can't necessarily call him Jedi, because they're not committed to the Jedi code, but there's something else. Um, actually, Maul says it, because um, uh, even Ezra goes, so are you Jedi? And he's like, eh. <laughs> And he's like, so then you're Sith. He's like... I well, used I, to wield I, the yeah, force. I, I used to be a force wielder. Force wielder. Yeah, and it's just kind of like, okay, there you are with the silver tongue, manipulating right. words, but it makes sense. With his cane, right. also his lightsaber, 
<laughs> Shocked the Trying heck out of me. Decrepit. I like was wondering where that was, but I knew it com- comes out, and I just couldn't remember where it was hiding. And then yeah. he like pulled it out, and I was like, "There it is." <laughs> I can just see you looking like, "Where's your saber, man? Where's that? Come on, jump. Where, where'd he go?" <laughs> I was looking for it. Um, I like Maul in this though a lot. I do too, because you see like that innocent side of Maul, kind of in a way. That whole manipulative. You feel for him for a minute. You do, because he's We're... old master yeah. and he's so weak and sad and lonely. Oh, hoo hoo. Well, and I felt like I was reliving the whole thing because, like, as soon as he came up on the screen, I'm sitting here going, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it." Run <laughs> away. Bad, bad news, don't do it. Um, but the longer it went on, and the moments that he helped Ezra mm-hmm. and he was there for him, like. I found myself explaining away, going, oh, he's just trying to gain his trust. Or he's just trying to gain his trust. And then there was like, it was like there was one more thing. And I was like, well, he didn't actually have to do that. (laughs) Or he didn't actually have to do this or anything like that. And so it got to where it was like, does Maul care about this kid to an extent? Yeah, to be his apprentice. Yeah, because he's looking to keep him. Yeah. He's not looking to just throw him away and use him. He's looking to gain his trust to keep him. Right. And... As much crap as he put his brother through, Savage Opress, he still cared for his brother. Yeah. So, that's, I don't know. But that's why I love Maul so much. There's so many dimensions to him. Because um, you know he's going to be manipulative. Manipulative. You, you know he's going to be just vengeful and just angry all the time. You know those things about him. Right. But then something comes up where you're like, I didn't think you were capable of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, what did you think about Maul? Ugh, Maul. <laughs> Maul's scary, honestly. Because um, you know we realize kind of early on we find an Inquisitor, and uh, you don't really put two and two together until uh, until you see Maul, and then you're like, after you know, um, Kanan and Hera. Not, wow. After Kanan and Ahsoka are running, <laughs> you miss Hera. I, I do miss Hera. Yes. Um. <laughs> once they're running after this Inquisitor, you realize that the Inquisitor wasn't there for them. Like it wasn't looking for the Jedi, and so you realize it was looking for something else. And they refer to this person as the Shadow, which is so freaking creepy. Which is, which is funny too, because you know the Inquisitors work for Vader. Mm-hmm. So Vader is after Maul mm-hmm. to kill him. Absolutely. But why? <laughs> like I just need, I need, I need to know. At the order of Palpatine, I would imagine. Palpatine alive? Mm-hmm. Oh. At this point, yeah. Oh yeah. Because this is pre uh, a new. You're right. You're right. You're right. So yeah. You're right. So Palpatine was probably like, you know what? I don't have any need of him anymore. Right. Let's just trash him. Let's get <laughs> rid of him. Get rid of him. Dispose of him. He's trying to rise from the ashes without me. <laughs> right. Um. But when when they meet Maul for the first, well, before we go into that. Um, uh-huh. I do want to talk about the whole, kind of what you thought of uh, the uh, Indiana Ezra and the te- Temple of Doom. <laughs> oh my gosh. What did you think about that whole trial and stuff? I honestly thought, like, the first time I watched it, I thought Maul was going to squish him. Um, <laughs> Which, I mean, it would have been a short series, so obviously it wouldn't happen. But it was in the back of my head. Yeah, I mean, you definitely think that any moment Maul's just going to turn on Ezra and and do what he does and... And just take off because he's really good at doing that. Um, yep. But he doesn't. You know, he he realizes how powerful Ezra is. He talks to him, realizes his fears, his strengths, his goals. You know, just a lot of personal things about him. He really connects with Jabba. He does. Yes, with Jabba. 
Which was really funny to me that Ezra even said his name was Jabba because you could see Maul's kind of like such a smart aleck. Hmm. Yeah. Like I know that's not your name, but yeah. that's fine. Like, we'll go with that. Right. So, okay, Jabba. <laughs> um. So you know he, you know they're just he's kind of just like testing, putting him to the test if he can do things. And then you know you really expected something to really happen when he got when he had to go get the holocron. Yes. And he, like, threw him over there, mm-hmm. and especially on the way back, because um, you can visibly tell that Maul is literally using the Force, but he's only holding on to that holocron. Yep. And so it makes you, and then, then he grabs it, and it makes you wonder if he's going to pull him up for a second. Mm-hmm. He does. He does, yep. But he easily. Which, so I wonder if that was a test to see if Ezra's will was stronger. I don't you know. know. I mean? So, because he's pulling it by the holocron, and Ezra looks worried too. He's like, "Well, crap! He he got what he came for. Like he has it in his hands. Is he going to save me?" But Ezra still hung, held on. He didn't let go, and he wasn't gonna let go. He didn't and say so anything was, either. Yeah, and so it was almost like Maul kind of appreciated his resilience, almost. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 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 <laughs> But you definitely think it's going to be that. And it's funny to me, too, because, you know, they finally come out on the other end and they find um, Ahsoka and Kanan fighting the Inquisitors. And and they're all just like, oh. The Shadow. Ma! <laughs> Which was funny to me. Which is my favorite Maul moment. Like, there's so many favorites that I have. Cause what I, fun. But I love that so much because literally it's just like everything comes to a head at that point. They all realize why they're there, what happened, and why the Inquisitors are there. And the Inquisitors, like, even though they just say the shadow, it's almost like you can hear that fear in them. Like, Maul's been causing them trouble. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that. And literally Maul's just not Maul worried. Maul slayed all of them, of course. All of them. All of them. <laughs> like, I think the only one he didn't really get a hold of was the one the Caden injured the like hit the lightsaber mm-hmm. and oh, that dude damaged it, and that dude tried that to take off. Yeah. yeah, he tried to take off, and then went whoop. Took off with half a propeller. Yeah. <laughs> but Which, side note, I don't know how I feel about lightsaber helicopters. <laughs> Did it bother you at all? I mean, like kind of. They're like the only yeah. people that have them, which I think is a little odd. Yeah. Because, I mean, if that kind of technology exists, wouldn't you be flying everywhere with your lightsaber? Which I don't know I, I, I get would. The, the it spinning is in defense and stuff like that. Because these Inquisitors are ex-Jedi. So, they're not really Sith. And they're not really Jedi. They're just Inquisitors. True. And everything. And so... Some of them are not fully trained, and some of them are just not very good. So it's like, okay, I get you getting a little bit of an edge here and everything. I understand <laughs> it. But to use it as a helicopter propeller, <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, maybe we're stretching the use of a lightsaber a little bit too much. Maybe. They're cool, though. Can't lie. I think yeah. they're pretty cool, though. Like, overall. Yeah. It was neat. There was just one part where an eighth brother just, like, jumped off the edge and then flew away on his little lightsaber helicopter, and you just see him in the distance just flying away. And I was just like, it reminded me of Bugs Life when they're riding the dandelions. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You're so funny. I was just like, okay, (laughs) we're doing that. All right. All right. Um, But, yeah, and so then they have a pretty big battle scene, um... 
They decide to split up, which is so funny to me because, you know, Kanan's obviously very protected, <laughs> yep. protective of uh, Ezra. Because, you know, obviously Maul keeps trying to get him and Ezra alone. So that way they can, like, talk more and and he can just kind of get to know him on a personal level some more. And uh, Kanan's like, no, these two come to pair. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, just on the little, like, lift thingy. Yeah, because Maul tries to do only two, no more, no, no less. less. And he's like, ha no, get off. Right. Well, at least he's coming a bear, so yeah. good day. He calls him Grandpa. <laughs> He'll be good ride with Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Yeah. I thought it was pretty great. Yes. Um, but, and that's, I think, what's cool to Ezra's character, because I know, I know at first I wasn't really a fan of Ezra, because he, he was kind of whiny and all this other kind of stuff, kind of like, you know. What young Jedi is not? <laughs> all of them are young and whiny and annoying. Luke, Anakin, Ray. started that way. Um, You're right. She sure was. That's how she got the name. Whiny of children. <laughs> whiny little children. Um, but they grow into their roles and everything. You're right. Um, and, and every, it, but I thought it was cool, just kind of the the growth that Ezra showed in just these episodes, where it because it's not necessarily that suddenly everything was real to him, but it was real on another level. Like yeah. Kanan's blinded. Um, they go against the Darth Vader himself, the worst thing that they could possibly go up against. Um, he meets Maul, which he doesn't know anything about Maul, but Kanan's like, ha, no, bad news. We're not doing that. And Ahsoka mm-hmm. knows too. And so it's just enough for them to be like, this is a little much. Um, even though he does give in a little bit to the dark side and stuff, he, he still holds his own. He still holds it together and doesn't just lose his mind. Right. He doesn't fall to the dark side. It's just more of a, I'm learning. and You're just kind of peeking the doorway. Right. At this point. Which, Almost gets him a couple times, but because I think uh, the first episode of that, the next season, he actually walks a uh, like a it's not an ATST, but it's like that uh, ATDP or something. I don't know, but it's like a chicken walker. But he makes he forces it to walk off the edge when he doesn't oh. have to. Like he intentionally kills someone. <laughs> <laughs> so like he he's having a little struggle with it. But at the same time, he didn't completely succumb to it. Right. And I think that that does take an element of strength to notice, hey, uh, I don't like that person I'm becoming. Let me dial it back. Right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so with that and everything, so I think we need to go ahead and get into the final moment because, dear God, it was amazing. Yeah. I got so excited. I've seen this episode so many times. But I cannot help but get excited every single time because it's it's Sky Guy and Snips, guys. I know. It's so good. So, you know, we, we realize that Maul um, betrays Ezra. Um, he goes up, takes the holocron up to the temple top, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, Ezra takes it up there, yeah. Realizes it's not... It's not knowledge. It's not knowledge. It's literal power. Literal power. <laughs> And it's like, oh, you take this power, you destroy all mankind or something like that. I don't yeah. remember, but it was crazy. So, yeah, I think I think the voice says something about um, now you have the power to destroy life. He's like, what? That's not what I wanted at all. Right. Ah! <laughs> and all control delete. Right. So <laughs> you know, battle ensues. La 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 la. Mm-hmm. Next thing we know, somebody thought it'd be fun to ride their Tie Fighter in. <laughs> No, no, I'm sorry, not even ride. Stand. Yes. This man is standing on his TIE fighter, being super 
over the top, which would be... So that's the thing. So you remember how everybody, like, lost their minds about the don't choke on your aspirations. It's like, why would he make a cheesy joke like that? Because he's freaking Anakin Skywalker. Darth Vader has always been a cheese ball. He's always got one-liners. Yeah. Everything. And then he has the obvious one-liner, and then he comes in on a TIE fighter. Not in Standing. it. Standing. On it. Standing. Standing. Yes. Because no one's there with him. It's just him and the TIE fighter. So that means at some point, Vader crawled out of this TIE fighter and was like, this is going to be awesome. Just watch. I know. <laughs> Legit. It's a really cool scene. It's, it's really cool, funny. Yeah. But it's, it's funny to think about how he got on the TIE fighter. Because <laughs> that's his TIE fighter. <laughs> so, and he came from the top. So that means at some point he was like, you know what? I'm going to crawl on top of it. I'm going to lower myself in. It's going to be awesome. Right. It's going to be super cool. They're going to be so scared of me, guys. Right. So him and Ezra um, go head to head for a minute. And, and I meant to tell you that in that scene, you can really tell that Vader is really playing with him, I feel like. Oh, he's absolutely toying with him. Even, even to the comment that he said, because uh, Ezra... Decides he wants to be all big and bad like he always I'm does. not afraid of I'm you. I'm not afraid of you. And then Vader says, you'll die braver than most. I was like, ooh, that would have made me Good. afraid right there. I know. And then, <laughs> like, and then he chops oh. his lightsaber in half. And yeah. he's like, or maybe not. Or something like yeah. that. I don't know. So he's oh, like, he's like, uh-oh. Yep. No, that Anakin's was really funny. Ooh. Um, but and yeah. then... Somebody else shows up. Well, she's been there the whole time, but she comes to the top to fight Vader because she, this point, thinks Vader killed Anakin Mm -hmm. because that's what the rumor was. That's what the happening was. Yep. And then she she even says it. She said, "I don't believe it um, because my master would never be that vile." And uh, and that's when he she says something about Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. And then he turns to her and says, "Anakin was weak." No, I destroyed him. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when she's like, and then I will avenge his death. And I'm yes. like, oh, it's on. Oh, snap. <laughs> like, ding, ding, ring the bell. Let's go. Right. <laughs> so then they go and have this really cool lightsaber fight, which mm-hmm. is really neat, too. Because just to, just to say, obviously, if you've seen Rebels, you notice that Ahsoka has white lightsabers. Mm-hmm. White, which is really cool. Um, you actually recently learned why. I did. Um, and just to give you a little bit of knowledge, if you don't know. <laughs> The reason she has white lightsabers is because what she did is, you know how in order for the Sith to get their red ones, they drain the Jedi mm-hmm. uh, lightsabers? Well, she drained a Sith lightsaber. Yes. So it is Took white. It white. Yes. <laughs> so cool. So it's yeah. pure. It's back to its stunning pure. Which is the coolest looking lightsabers. Um, legit. <laughs> the coolest. Um, so, like, kind of as they're fighting... Uh, we see Ezra and Kane in the background pulling the Hawkorn out. Obviously, the temple starts collapsing. Around this time, um, I think he actually ends up pushing Ahsoka off mm-hmm. the edge. And we're like, oh, oh crap. And then he comes around going towards uh, Ezra again. Yeah, and by the hologram. Yeah. Like, Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really funny. Because they're trying to get out. They're trying to get to the ship. And, um, it's almost like, like it looked like, like a paranormal activity kind of thing. Like I almost, almost. Kind of expected him to drag him by his ankle. I know, right? Uh, but like literally, he's getting out, and all of a sudden, it's just oh god, oh gosh, right? <laughs> and he turns around, and he's like trying to hold on to it and everything. Ah! <laughs> it was really funny. Yeah. Um, and then Ahsoka comes back and actually like hits Vader in the mask. 
coolest and like ever. breaks off like the yeah I don't even want yeah right. I was gonna say left or right but I couldn't yeah. really, I don't really know which side it was but yeah it breaks off half his mask there and um you can tell it's his breathing mm-hmm. is suffering and then oh <laughs> and then you hear. Anakin's voice. Yeah. And he says... Played by Matt Lanter. Yes. And he, really cool. And he says, Ahsoka. Yep. And she hears Anakin for a second. Breaks my heart oh, every time. Mine like too. Right now, it's making me tear up a it little bit. It is too. Me too. Because <laughs> you could see it in her face. She's just like... Yeah. What the what? Yeah. And... Her old master for just a moment. Yeah. And she... You know, then he says it again. Ahsoka. And she's like, Anakin? And he looks up at her, and you can tell, and she, you can tell, she can tell, mm-hmm. that it's Anakin's face. Like, it's Anakin. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what she says, but I just remember it being like, oh. Uh, he, he actually tells her that we need not be adversaries. Um, that if you tell him where the remaining Jedi are. Oh, yeah. The, he'll grant her mercy, or the Emperor will grant her mercy, or something like that. Yes. And then, uh, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. And then, uh, but yeah, it, it just, uh, there's so much goodness in that entire scene. The whole, and, and then we, we skipped right over the, I am no Jedi, that part. Oh, too. dang yeah. it. It's just so good. <laughs> just, I will avenge his death. And that's when he says that. Uh, uh, avenge not the Jedi. Jedi way. Yeah. I am no Jedi. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Which is so funny, too, that he, even, that he even says that because he knows she's not a Jedi. She knows that she left. Yeah. Well, and I think it right there. It's it's Anakin posturing with her. Yeah. Because. Well, because I mean, he flew in on a Tie Fighter. I mean, he he did, stone. but you you know yeah. too from. I mean the the Jedi was like Ahsoka's life. What if? Oh, I'm glad you said that. What if he was trying to hurt her? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. To take a jab. Yeah, that's because what I was about to say. You know, he had to have been upset that he that she left, and that's the thing is that that's. that's one of the issues with Anakin is that nothing was ever resolved with him. Right. It, it always lingered. He always thought too much about it, and it was always that way and everything. And I wonder if he never forgave her for leaving. He probably didn't. He probably yeah. was still really hurt and upset about it because I feel like it, him, her leaving probably had a hand in him turning out the way he did. Absolutely. But... He blames that, but there were a lot of other factors. No, 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 there was. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, she was the one-all be-all, the reason he is Darth Vader now. I'm saying, like, yeah. I think it was another part of his failure. He failed Padme. He failed his mother. He failed Obi-Wan. He failed the and Jedi. He failed... in his perception, too. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, and he failed her. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just kind of what it was, is he had all these failures that he thought he... Which, I mean, not all of them were failures, mm-hmm. but he thought he had failed, so... Mm-hmm. You're right. That's you're why right. he. But yeah, that ends up being like, in all honesty, top, top heartbreaking moments of Star Wars. That's that's definitely in the top. Yeah. Like one of the top. It's. Oh, I love it so much. Most though. definitely. Yes. Um. But I mean, we don't really see anything that happens. It just kind of pans away, and Ezra and Kanan get on the ship and fly away. And all we see is Ahsoka and Vader fighting. Yep. And then, and at the very end, uh, it's when because it closes down and Ezra doesn't know what happened to her. All he knows is that it collapsed. The temple collapsed. Right. Um, they land at Chopper Base, 
and Rex realizes that so three left and only two came back. Yes. Which is another heartbreaking moment. Because <laughs> at that point, it was, he, I, I mean, that was his friend. Yeah. His comrade. She, they, they fought together. They were, they were family. Yeah. So, I don't know. Now I'm just making myself sad. I know, me too. <laughs> but overall, it's such a good episode. And, and you know, we said earlier in this episode that if you haven't um, watched these two, go watch them. Absolutely. Um, and honestly, if, if you've already seen all of, like, the Rebels um, stuff, if you're just kind of wanting to refresh, watch these two mm-hmm. and go watch uh, A World Between, Between Worlds. Absolutely. It, excuse me, I'm so sorry. It was actually really good. Mm-hmm. It definitely was. It's really cool to watch them right after. Interview. It was. We didn't. Um, I didn't think it would be, but yeah. it was. Watch it with subtitles. Watch it with subtitles. Watch it with subtitles. Watch it with subtitles. <laughs> we're, we're advocating for that. Yeah. <laughs> subtitles have really done a lot for us in the Star Wars um, universe. Absolutely. It's a whole new world. It is. <laughs> uh, so cool. Did you have anything else you wanted to add? I've got gadgets and gizmos plenty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's part of your world. Oh. okay you're right (laughs) but nope i think we hit a lot of good points it's a really good episode and it just i don't know like rewatching it again is just kind of brought a lot of things back into my sights oh definitely we we will be venturing back into star wars rebels very soon yes we sure will (laughs) um but yeah and and so that that's it for our main topic for our show today um, thank you guys all for joining us. Um, before we really close it out, um, we want to make sure that you guys know about our cool stuff coming um, because we have a brand new show coming at you February 1st. It's Clone Wars Commentary with Cheyenne. Yes. So our buddy Cheyenne um, is going to be uh, watching the entirety of the Clone Wars uh, series and commentating. Yes. Having a fun time with it, uh, teaching us some things. Um, it's a lot of fun, uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of cool stuff. It's awesome, so definitely check it out. It'll be on our regular podcast feed, so you don't have to subscribe to anything extra. Nope. Just hang out with us here. Um, and yeah, so be watching out for that February 1st, and next week she'll actually be on the show to talk a little bit about her show. So yeah. So that's all I have. So thank you again, everyone, for listening or watching another episode of Castle Run Weekly. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, and we'll read it on any future episode. Yes, um, we sure will. You can also find us on social media at Castle Run Weekly on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and on our website, CastleRunWeekly.com. Absolutely. And until next time, guys, my name is Danny. And I'm Kristen. And may the Force be with you. Always. Always.